Welcome to Strings Attached, the latest podcast on the Pointcast Network. When we experience something traumatic, we consciously or subconsciously shut down by creating emotional walls around us. These walls, often designed to keep others out, also serve as an escape to forget about rather than address our traumas. Shaming yourself and staying quiet, oftentimes the only models most of us knew, will not lead to healing. We cannot heal what we refuse to confront. But somehow, friendship seems to permeate those walls. I'm your host, Sasha Estrella Jones, and with me on today's show is Malcolm Brown, who some of you may know as DJ B, but who I call one of my best friends and my brother from another mother. Together, we'll be discussing the importance of vulnerability and talking about why we want to see more spaces that encourage and support men to speak about their feelings. Welcome to the show, Malcolm. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was a phenomenal um, intro. I love it. Thank you. So happy to have you on. So we've been friends at this point for over seven years. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Man, has it been that long? Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> over seven years. I had to think about that. I was like, wow. Yeah. And, and throughout the course of our friendship, I mean, we've really been a support system for the highs and the lows in each other's lives. But we didn't start out as friends, actually. We met through radio. Yeah. Yep. We met at the um, the 740 radio show. Yep. <laughs> uh, we actually, I, I remember my first time pulling up there. Uh, it was in Athens, Ohio, Ohio University. I think that was back in like, it was way back in the day, a couple of years back. And I, that's when I met you, you were this young uh, intern and you were this starting your own radio show and you're like, I was like this new guy on campus. I was like, who is this, you know, vibrant girl on campus? Who is this? And from there it blossomed into a beautiful friendship, which blossomed to you, which blossomed into, you know, I consider you my sister now. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, the 740 radio show was, was definitely the first time uh, we got introduced. And it, that was the first time I actually really got introduced to the big radio scene and, and, and seeing that seeing that stuff behind the scenes. So um, meeting you there was 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 amazing. I agree, you know, full heartedly. You mm-hmm. definitely are a brother. You know, for those of you who don't know, literally our family, my his mom is my mom. Uh, my mom. Yes. Is my, that's how it yes. works. For me, you know, starting off where we didn't have this very personal relationship we have now, but it has evolved to that. There's been so many things that we've learned about each other over the years, but it's taken time to get there. And when we were chopping up a couple of weeks ago, for the first time in almost a decade of friendship, you revealed something to me that I was like, oh, I didn't know about. And I want to talk a little bit more about that on the show today, specifically, you know, about the relationship or lack of you have with your father. Why was that something, you know, you never really shared with me in all these years? Um, You know, I just I never really talk about my father a lot because he was never really like in my life. Um, He would have spurts, like literally spurts, you know, be in and out, in and out. Um, and I, I just didn't, I don't know. I don't know. I never really thought we had, you know, we just, it never really came up. That That's, that's one reason. The second reason was because it's, you know, I was afraid to really be that sensitive. I never really released that type of stuff to even any of my friends because some things y'all just keep personal, but I'm learning to let that out. But um, yeah, my father, you know, left 
when I was born. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I just never felt I just I should just share that information. But I'm feeling now I, I, I'm at that age where I can just release it. And it's more therapeutic. And maybe that that, that deals with more growth um, uh, and being more open. But yeah, there's there's a lot I never told you about my father that I, I you know, I'll tell you on, on here that I, I love to tell you. Um, but yeah, my father was not around that much. Uh, when I got older, he tried to reach out like via Facebook and stuff like that. And I really wasn't rocking with that. Um, even before that, there was one instance, I didn't tell you this story. So I remember I was in middle school. Yep. Middle school. I was coming home, um, from basketball practice. So before I get home on the street, there's a CVS. So I turn into the CVS to go get like a snack or a drink or whatever I usually get. I was a kid. So probably some candy or something. So I go, <laughs> so I go in the store, you know, I get my stuff and I go, uh, as I'm walking down out the aisle, I see this, like this tall figure. He's like, at least like six foot one glasses. I'm like, Hmm, he, uh, he looks like one of my, um, he looks like one of my friend's dads that I go to school with. So I was like, Oh, that's, that's weird. So as I'm walking and I'm making my way to the cashier, the guy stops me and he gets in front of me. He's like, Hey, do you know who I am? I was like, no, I don't. I'm sorry. He's like, I'm your father. <gasps> yeah, exactly. Now this that is my was first, the first time you met your dad. Yeah. You that was up. the first time I, I, I ever met my father was at a CVS. How random is that? You know? Um, so I was like, okay. And here I am. I think I had to be like 12, 13 at the time around, around that age. I'm just like, okay. Like I had never really grasped that because a, it never really crossed my mind because I never really thought about him that much. Cause I had my mom and I was just doing so many things and B it was just like, why, like, why are you telling me this now? You know what I mean? Like, why, why would, why did you feel like this is the best time to tell me that? And it, and it kind of messed me up a little bit mentally because it's just so many things. Like what, why are you, why are you doing this now? Why, why would it be this? And why, why did you feel the need to tell me that? Okay. Then if, if you're my dad, prove it. And then, okay, where have you been? So all these, all these things just ran through my mind at first. And that's so much for a child, you know, being in middle school yeah. at that time, going through that. And I could imagine, and you clearly stated that was traumatic for you. Did you feel at the time that once this happened and all these feelings came up, did you feel as a, as a black little boy, there was a space for you to talk about them at all? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, my mom definitely said she always opened it. Like, if you ever want to know anything, I'll, I'll let you know. She was always open and honest. Um, and I think when I was young, I, I was always curious. But at the same time, like, I had a phenomenal mother. So I didn't have to worry about, like, my mom was my mom and my dad at the same time. So, and I was in sports and stuff like that. So my mom was on other things. But, yeah, there were definitely times, like, when I would question, be like, you know, why? You know what I mean? Why don't I have that? Uh, and, and it would hurt sometimes. I'm not going to lie. But, um, and my mother will be a reoccurring thing. My mom always makes sure to, to put me in situations uh, and also to tell me that, listen, if you ever need anything, if you, ever, if you ever need to talk, like, it's okay. We can talk about your dad mm -hmm. if you want to. And I never, I never really asked because I was, I was fine. I was cool with my situation. Life was good for me, but it was so always in the back of my mind. For so sure. your mom really gave you a safe space yeah. to feel. Mm-hmm. 100%. She was always open and organic with me about who my dad was and what he did. And I, and you know, when I was old enough, obviously. Um, so she told me everything. 
And and I was like, okay, now I understand why why it was okay. We need to keep him here in this space. Now I get it because my father wasn't a great person. Um, that, and that's just you know not to 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 get too deep, but um, not to berate him, but just yeah. to speak facts. I think you know from knowing your mother, mm-hmm. uh, she is a beautiful woman. But I think yeah. it's important that other people hear those spaces can yeah. be created. But even with those spaces created, there was still this, you know, you're okay with talking about it with your mom, mm-hmm. but to the outside, it took this distance. But in yeah. the beginning, you had shared something that now it feels therapeutic to share it. Now you feel in a place. So how did you get from only talking about this with your mom to, okay, yeah, no, I want to talk about this. Like I can own my feelings. How did that happen? Through growth and through self-reflection and being able mm. to trust the people who I really love. So I just got to a point in my life. I was like, okay, either I'm going to let these feelings out to people who I care about, or I'm just going to keep them in and not really worry about it. And me, like, I like to talk like, you know, that so <laughs> I'm a people person. I can talk all day. So when I have someone in my heart, I got to talk to somebody. When I'm upset, I got to talk to somebody. Even when I'm happy, I got to talk to somebody. So I just got to the point in my life where I was like, you know what? Like this whole thing with my father, like, I'm not afraid to talk about that anymore with the people who I love because I know they're not going to, they're not going to judge me about it. They're not going to, you know, if anything, they'll embrace me and they'll love me. So I just, I got to the point where I just didn't care anymore. I, I'm, I'm not afraid to let that stuff out. That, that's where I was just like, you know, I'll, I'll tell these bits and pieces of my life to other people that's um, beautiful I, yeah. definitely it resonates with the self-reflection and just losing the shame and the silence that's mm-hmm. attached to things that were never our fault oftentimes you know you either don't want to talk about it or you feel like a weird shame that it's like but this ain't even on me like i'm right. gonna give give that over what yeah. i would add to the follow-up for those who aren't in that space so yes specifically let's be real oftentimes men it's not okay for them in society to be soft you know we tell little boys don't cry toughen up man up about it right what do you say to the men who are listening out there who might not have gotten those safe spaces or still don't feel okay to be vulnerable why should why should they be honest about what's happened to them? What do they have to gain from it? Well, I, I, I would say it's okay to release your feelings because if you let that stuff rot in your system, if you're really upset, if you don't release that, it's going to come out in something negative. So it is okay to, to cry. It's okay to, to, to be upset. It's okay to share that. Um, and I would say I, I've learned that through a lot of, um, a lot of, self-therapy, a lot of talking through my friendships with you, a, a lot of conversations uh, with other people, but it's okay. Um, and I think a lot of males don't see that. We're raised to be, you know, we don't, we don't cry around that. We don't talk about our problems. We don't talk about the past. We, you know, we don't talk about the elephant under the room. We just feed them the peanuts and we don't let them stay there. We don't, we don't talk about the elephant. We don't. We don't, nobody, we don't talk about, and, and that happens in, in a lot of black households and a lot of black yeah. families, especially black men. We are not told to talk, we, we are taught to not talk about our problems. Um, I, and my mom was, and, and I, maybe it was different with me because my mom said, listen, if you have an issue, you need to let me know. If you have a problem, you need to let me know. We're going to address it. I'm tired of walking around this elephant in the room. There's no need to do that. And, that, and that's where I got it from. So, and, and, and that's one thing I would, I would say to all my black males and all my black kings out there um, is that 
even my black queens, is that it is okay to face confrontation. It's okay to talk about confrontation. It's okay to talk about the things that make you uncomfortable. You got to talk about them. Um, and especially coming from me because I hate confrontation and I hate talking about difficult things. I hate approaching people about difficult things, but you have to because that's how you grow. And it's so true. I think yeah. that's why for me, you know, the term growing pains, we think of it, you know, when you're growing and I know me, I'm tall. Okay. I'm five, eight. I was yeah. a tall kid. So I had a yeah. lot of growing pains in my knees. Yeah. But when I got older, I realized that that term also applies to you emotionally yeah. by just avoiding it, by not confronting it, like pretending it didn't happen, like not addressing the people that have caused you pains. You're not going to grow. You need, like you said, Malcolm, that uncomfortability, those times where you're resisting, you know, to really talk and to really do it. You need that to grow. Yeah. And I think I struggled with that a lot in my life when I was younger. I had a problem with addressing issues um, with higher people of authority because I felt that, man, these people are going to judge me. These people are going to yell at me, scream at me all because I'm because. And so I can't express how I feel. Because if I do that, it's going to ruin everything. And I had a, and this is my first, I'm not even tell, talking to you about this or telling anybody, uh, but it's growth. So, and that, and that affected me a lot when I was younger, affected me a lot when I was in high school. Um, it is not sharing how I really felt and hiding that because I would be afraid about how I would be judged or perceived. Even hiding certain things that I like. Like I didn't tell people I liked um, like house music and stuff like that for at least like seven years. I didn't tell anybody that. I didn't tell people I like certain things. I didn't tell people I like to cook or I like to uh, watch anime and stuff for a while because I was afraid about how I would be perceived. Um, and I that think that, a oh, lot. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. I think for me, what you're saying really ties back into the roles we tell men they're allowed to take. You know, yeah. your manlyhood, your masculinity looks this way. And if you have any interest outside of that, if you fall outside of those margins, you're less of a man. And for me, the funny thing is, well, that's really not funny. For me, the ironic thing is that a lot of men don't realize holding up this machismo, this very macho way. Thank you. Say it's it again. It's corny. It's corny. There's no like, let's, let's just, let's Toxic get the brass masculinity talk. is corny. Yeah. Right? You that's don't need it. to be this swole muscle mat. Like you don't need to do that all the time. You don't need to be the hard dude. At the club, you don't need to be that. You don't need to be the the overly masculine guy. Like nobody, that is that stuff is corny, and that's what you have to come to the conclusion to be yourself. And that, and I'll go, I'll go back to my mom. She's always going to be a, a reoccurring factor. My mom was the one who told me, "Listen, why do you care about what people think about you? Why do you care for what? What's that going to do for you? Absolutely nothing. The sun going to go up, sun going to go down." And you know what? You're still going to be interested in those same things and you're still going to be you. So why would you care about what somebody else thinks about you? And that's when I was able to, to shed that layer off. And that took years. It took years to even get to that conversation because my mom had to pull it out of me. But it, it took years of, of me just being afraid of, of truly being who I am. Like me entering like my, because I'm in my late 20s, going to my early 30s, about to be 30 and stuff like that. I'm finally able to accept who I really am. And I took years. I'm finally able to embrace um, me and love me for, for myself. Because I even had a problem with even being on top of not telling myself who I was. I had a problem with being by myself. So I always had these instances where I would just hop into 
relationship after relationship or be around people because I was afraid I had to cover myself around people uh, because I didn't want people to see who I really was. So I would just take, you know, friendship, French. Oh, who? Oh, oh, we can hang out. Oh, you know, relation. Oh, I re- no, 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 I really like this person. No, I was covering myself from who I really was. I was hiding from all my problems. I was running from all my issues. I was afraid to look myself in the mirror. And I was afraid to really to set to embrace who I was as a person. And emotionally, that all strained from me not having that father figure, not all strained from me not, you know what I mean, not really having that conversation with him and with myself. And eventually I had to, I had to take a step back and be like, you know what? It's okay. People are gonna love me regardless. I got people who who will ride for me till this day, to the end of time, you know? You feel me? And you exactly, you one of them. So that that's um that's the biggest thing I've 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 grown into is being me and truly and embracing loving me for everything that I am, everything that I like, everything that I do. And yeah. It takes so much healing and mm-hmm. so much courage to be authentic. Yes. And I think what oftentimes people might not see in the moment is that when you hold that fear to not live in your truth, to be dishonest about your past or to have, like you said, people around you who really don't deserve access to you. In the end, it just stops you from living the life you were meant to live for living in the purpose that I I fully believe we all have a purpose. Now, whether some people want to say that's a God-given purpose for whether some people want to say, you know, you're born with gifts and skills, however you translate that, so be it to you. But for me, my truth is that there are 7 billion of us and there's a reason for each and every one of us. But unless you're willing to work through fears, to work through traumas, to be vulnerable, like we talked about, to be okay with uncomfortability that comes from growth, you're never going to get there. And there's so much more to talk about, Malcolm. But we're going to wrap it up there. We want the audience, we want y'all to be hungry for more. (laughs) We want you, Malcolm, to come back. And thank you for being real and honest. And I hope to all the men out there, this this resonated because we're not really talking about how men, specifically Black and Brown men, how and why this should be vulnerable and also creating the support and spaces to allow for that vulnerability. So thank you, Malcolm. No, thank you. Thank you for allowing me uh, to be here and allowing a safe space for me to even vent. This was great for me. I almost came to tears for a second. I had to, I had to, I had to back. <laughs> but no, thank you for, uh, for one, uh, also being an amazing, you're not even my friend, you're a sister now. So mm-hmm. thank you for being an amazing sister. Thank you for always being there for me. And thank you for always supporting me and loving me for who I am. Welcome. I love you. I love you. You too. know, you are my brother to the end of time. You know, thank you. Always, so, always. And also a big thank you to our listeners for your participation. We want to encourage listeners to continue this discussion through our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram at Pointcaster. This podcast is brought to you in part by Eliad Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians, and Pointcast News. To listen to any of our podcasts, please go to our website at Pointcast News or visit us at Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hope you can join us next time. And remember, 
We are all works in progress trying to navigate the human experience. Be gentle with yourself, stay blessed, take care, and text a friend. Check up, see how they're doing. Create safe spaces for the ones that you love. With love always, your host, Sasha Estrella Jones.